Happy Monday and welcome to another episode of the Equestrian Performance Mindset Podcast. I am Jocelyn Liliano, I'm an event writer and mindset coach and of course also your host for this podcast. And I am absolutely thrilled that you decided to tune in today because together we are going to make sure that you start making strides in your mindset so you can truly make strides in your riding. Happy Monday, as every single Monday, I am here to make sure that you get off to a great start of this week. If you're new to the podcast and our community, make sure you give the show a follow so that you don't miss out on any of our future episodes. And if you want more, we really, really enjoy working with people that do something with what we discuss. The results come from taking action, the magic is in the doing, and that's why. Me and Lorna, we've decided that we're going to do another event, but it's not going to be like the previous ones we've done. This is going to be an action-taking event. We want to actually work together with you. We want to see you take action. We want this to be something that you don't just register for and then forget about and don't show up. We want this to be the fork in the road for you. The one thing that's going to make everything different in your life, in your writing. And of that reason, we're also going to charge for it. Eh, don't worry, it's not going to be like a lot, but just enough to filter out the ones of you who are actually serious about becoming the absolute best writers that you can be. We want people that are committed to their own success, that are going to show up, sleeves rolled up and ready to do the work. So if you sign up for this, you get to spend two to three intense hours with myself and Lorna actually doing something about the mental challenges that you face in your writing. So we're only going to take 10 people for this. So if you want to be part of this, I would say hurry up and sign up. You can sign up on mindic.eu slash intensive. It's going to be on the 16th of September, two to three hours of full intense action taking with myself and Lorna. We're literally going to work on your personal challenges in life, in writing. And all you need to do is register on mindic.eu slash intensive. As always, you'll find the link to that in the show notes. Now, in today's episode, I'm going to get personal. I was at a show yesterday and it led me to so many lessons and realization that I really want to record an episode so I can share it all with you. So that not only I can have all those lessons learned and realizations, but that actually you can benefit from them as well. So it's going to get personal. It's going to get vulnerable. I'm not quite sure where this episode is going to go. All I know is that I'm going to be as honest as I possibly can and share as many of the details of what happened with you as possible. Even though I find it quite hard to believe myself, even after all the work that I've done on myself and after all the people I've helped, I found myself driving home from a competition yesterday, crying in my car. I said it. I was sitting in my car crying. I was recording a voice note. And to be entirely clear, those weren't happy tears. Like I was a little bit broken, if I'm being completely honest. You're probably thinking now, why is she sharing this? She's a professional mental coach. Why would she sit here on her podcast and say that she's crying in her car after competition? The reason for it is because I want you to know that it's okay. In fact, it's even more than okay. It's in a way a blessing because at least in my case, it led to huge realization. And this is exactly what I want to talk about. 
So I'm pretty sure you're curious to hear what happened and I'll share the whole story with you. So let's start at the beginning. About a month ago, I take my trailer to the trailer inspection and it did not pause. In fact, it was such a big cost that I didn't even want to put the money into it because my trailer has been falling apart for quite some time already. So I decided to buy a new one, but it wouldn't be delivered immediately. So I was stuck without a trailer for about a month. And that meant that I hadn't actually been out jumping for about a month. So I went to my trainer on Friday and we jumped for the very first time and it went actually really well, probably because I went in with zero expectations. There was nothing there. I was like, we haven't jumped for a month and we're just going to see what we can get away with. And it went really well. So well, in fact, that my trainer said, why don't you come with me tomorrow? I'm going to a competition and that will give you some extra practice for the eventing competition you have next weekend. Just some extra mileage, uh, go out. And I was like, okay, great. That's a brilliant idea. Sure, I'll come with you. And we went there. Warm up felt really good. We went into the ring and all of a sudden <laughs> everything started chaotic in all kinds of direction. I felt like I ended up riding the complete opposite to what Peter, my trainer, had told me to do. I pushed off the horse on big distances with the result that the horse got hotter and hotter, taking off more and more, me going into my automatic response of leaning forward, kicking off the horse on even bigger distances. Just to summarize, basically the opposite of what my trainer had told me to do. I got in my car afterwards and I started driving home. And as I always do, I start reflecting on what actually happened, on what went wrong here. It clearly didn't go the way that I wanted. So what actually happened here? And I found for me, the best way to reflect is talking about it. So not writing it down, journaling about it. For me, the thing that works the best is talking about it. So I started sending a whole bunch of voice notes to my best friend, coach and business partner, Lorna. You guys all know her by now. She's very patient with all my voice notes. So I started sending her a bunch of voice notes, just talking about what had happened. And I first told her the whole story, building up with the training and, you know, the lessons, what I took out of it, why I believed it hadn't quite gone the way I imagined. And first thing I could pinpoint was that consistency is key. I said this to my clients so, so many times, but if you want to progress, you need to put in the mileage consistently. Like this is nothing new. We know this. But I realized that I had built up an expectation for myself, which was unrealistic because I hadn't been out jumping for so long. So going in and having that expectation of being able to pick things up where I left them is unrealistic. But I had subconsciously put that expectation on myself. Again, guys, I'm not perfect. It's one thing to say this all in theory. It's a completely different thing to execute it in reality. So first lesson here, consistency is key. Continue to jump every single week. It doesn't matter if your trailer is broken down, find a way to make it work. Second lesson that I identified while recording those voice notes was I had forgotten to do one thing that I had done in the round before and which worked out really well. So the round that I had written before was on this eventing competition yeah, about a month ago. And there was one thing in particular, a focus point that I had done then, which worked out really well, which I had not done this time. Why hadn't I done it this time? Because I hadn't taken the time to sit down and look at my previous reflection, my previous focus points. So the lesson here is write down your focus points, always go back and look at them before you go into a new round, especially if it's been a month in between. And again, this is nothing new. 
it's more just as a reminder of like, look, you forgot about this. We look at it all as an experiment. You forgot about this one parameter. No big deal. Just next time, make sure you have written down your focus point. You've gone back and looked so that you don't forget about any of the factors that was bringing about that great performance last time. Okay, third lesson. There's a lot of lessons. I told you guys in the beginning, there's a lot of lessons in here. Third lesson, I realized when I was about to go into the ring that my trainer, he said, whatever you do, make sure that he doesn't take off with you for a fence. Like, don't allow him to take off. Hold him with you. And I realized after a while that I'd done the complete opposite. And it wasn't so strange, actually, because what he told me was literally, don't allow him to take off. And here's the thing when you say something in the sense of don't do this, it works as that example with don't think of a pink elephant. When you tell someone that, I'm guessing all of you are doing this right now, you think of a pink elephant. So when you want to give someone an instruction, it's really important that you tell them what to do rather than telling them what not to do. And this is not a criticism to my trainer at all, because he's not the psychology expert here. I'm the psychology expert here. So he's just giving me an instruction and it's up to me to reformulate that in my head. So rather than being, don't do this, well, what should I do instead? Which in this case, playing with my fingers, sitting up with my upper body, those are the things that I should be doing to avoid that the horse is taking off with me. But it's really important to give yourself the instructions in this form of what you want to be doing rather than what you don't want to be doing. So this was the third lesson for me, that no matter what people tell me, and I can't expect people to have that awareness, because here's the thing as well, I sometimes say things the wrong way as well, because it's just subconsciously how we're trained to talk. And so often we talk about the things that we should not be doing rather than the things that we should be doing. And it's fine to identify that in the beginning and be like, okay, I shouldn't pull the reins. That's great. Okay, then you know what you don't want to be doing, but then always make sure that you reformulate it. So third lesson here, whatever someone tells you, whatever instructions that you get, make sure you reformulate it in something that you want to be doing rather than what you don't want to be doing. Okay, fourth lesson. As I mentioned in the beginning, I had the lesson the day before and I had zero expectation going into it because we hadn't been jumping for a month. Zero expectation, right? And because I had such a good feeling in the lesson, though, on the other hand, I started to put an expectation on myself to be able to execute whatever we had learned in the lesson during the show. So I got some tips on like how to write slightly differently than I had done before. And I literally expected myself to be able to go in and ride a horse this way that I learned the day before in a competition setting. So me and Lorna, we talked a lot about these expectations in the, in the last episodes. So if you listen to that, if you haven't, go back and listen to it, because it's really interesting what expectations do to you, on not only when you're riding, but also setting you up for disappointment afterwards. If you don't have any expectations, you can't really get disappointed. So a lot of the time, it's the expectations that get in our way, right? So fourth lesson here, and again, None of those things are new, but it serves as a reminder for myself that I just caught myself in that pitfall. And it happens, right? But what matters is that you identify it and that you decide to do differently going forward. So fourth lesson, believe in yourself, but remove the expectations. Now, apart from all those four lessons that I had, which are obviously really, really valuable, those are the ones that I first got to when I talked to Lorna. And by this time, I wasn't crying. I was sort of turning this into a positive and all those kind of things. Now, what I realized, though, there was still this lingering feeling, 
didn't matter how much I turned this into positive. There was something in me that just didn't feel good. And I kept on talking. I couldn't quite pinpoint what it is. I, I just couldn't get there. And all of a sudden, a couple of words came out of my mouth and I started crying. And I realized that, whoa, there was something here that really needed to come out. And the words that came out of my mouth was, I'm afraid to let my trainer down. My trainer, Peter, has done so much for me. He sold me this horse that he really believes in. And he's taken time to help me. And he was there on the day. And he's there on the day of the competition. He sorts out the entries for me. He sorts out clothes for me to borrow. Like he did so much for me, or he has done for so many years already with my seven-year-old, with this horse. And he keeps on taking time for me. He keeps on helping me. And literally what I did was go into the ring and I did the opposite of what he had told me. And I felt like I was letting him down. And it made me realize that I have a huge fear of letting Peter down, letting my trainer down. And I think I've known this for a long time, but it was only the moment where the words actually came out of my mouth and I felt myself starting to cry. That's when I realized how big of a power that this had of me. And I realized how much meaning it had to me. And I realized that if I carry all this when I go riding, of course I'm not going to be able to perform to my full potential. It's as if it has paralyzing grip of you. I heard this quote a while back that life presents you with certain people and circumstances to show you where you're not yet free. And this is exactly what I realized, that I am not yet free of this. There is a fear of me that's holding a paralyzing grip of me around this. So yes, I created my car on the way home from a show yesterday which is something I haven't done for as long as I can remember. But here's the thing. It wasn't crying in the sense that I felt sorry for myself. It was simply a release, an expression of emotion that needed to come out. Something that needed to surface and something that I needed to become aware of. And here's the thing as well. Because I exposed myself to this fear, but really being there on this competition with Peter, him helping me with all those kind of things, him helping me the day before, and I really got centered in like living my fear. The good thing with that, though, that I put myself in that situation is that the only way to manage a fear and learn how to deal with this is basically to do this. Confront yourself with that fear. And the more times that you can do that, the better that you'll get in managing it. So in that sense, I was actually by being in the middle of this and feeling the fear and feeling the emotion, but still going ahead and doing it, I was actually putting myself through the first iteration, the first attempt in freeing myself from this fear. This is going quite deep, guys. Like, this is heavy stuff. If you have questions around this, reach out to me because I know that this is quite heavy stuff. But I wanted to share this with you because I do believe that many of you are going through the same thing. And so often we are shying away from our fears because it's hard, it's difficult, and it's much easier to just avoid it. But here's the thing, as long as we avoid our fears, we're also not going to get anywhere closer to learning how to manage them, to free ourselves from that paralyzing grip that that fear has on you. If you want to be able to perform freely to your full potential, you can't have that paralyzing grip on you. You need to free yourself from it. And again, the only way to do that is to confront yourself with it. So what am I going to do now going forward? Now I realize that this is a fear of mine and how powerful of a grip it has on me. I'm going to confront myself with it. I'm going to lean into it. I'm going to find a way to put myself 
in this fear, living this fear as much as I possibly can. Putting myself in situations where I have the potential of disappointing Peter, disappointing my trainer. So a question that I got for you here is, what are your fears? Have you even realized what they are or are they still simmering under the surface? Again, for me, kind of knew this, but it was only the moment it actually came out of my mouth when the words came out and I had that release of emotion and I started crying. That's when I realized how big of a deal this was. So what are your fears and have you actually even realized? Is it time that you send 10 voice notes to your friend and you can tell them about it? What are your fears and how can you confront yourself with it? How can you live your fear so that you harden your skin? How can you look your fear dead in the eye and go ahead with it? To summarize this whole episode, although this show initially could have been looked at as a bad show, I think we can all conclude that looking at all the positive things that came out of it, all in all... I'd say it was a useful experience, an experience to be grateful for as it's helping me to become an even better version of myself as a person, but also as a writer. So to really emphasize this, here are all the lessons and positives that this experience brought about for me. So first of all, the four lessons learned, consistency is key. Second, take note of your plan and focus points for each show so that you can go back afterwards and check what you actually did during the round where you had a good feeling. Number three, instruct yourself of what you want to do rather than you, what you don't want to do. Number four, believe in yourself. Harness the benefit of having other people believe in you, but release the expectations part. Here's the thing. Peter believes in me, which is amazing. I am the one turning that into an expectation, though. I am the one shaping that belief that he has in me and the will that wanted to help me, I shape that into an expectation. It's not to say that he has any kind of expectation on me, which also means I can't really let him down, right? It's me that turns that belief into an expectation. So fourth lesson here is believe in yourself, harness the benefit of having other people believing in you, but release the expectations part because that's the part that's not helpful. The last thing, and I think the most important thing of this whole experience is the realization that I had, the realization of that I have this fear and that's fine, but I am so grateful that I'm now aware of it because that means I can take action on it. That means that I can talk to people about this. That means that I can be aware of this. This means that I can put myself in situations where I get confronted with this fear so that I can learn to manage it. So you guys see what I did there? I basically took this experience that could have been interpreted as something negative. I turned it into a mega positive. I turned it into a learning experience, something that I can use to grow as a person, as a writer. And I did it by identifying the positives, the lessons learned, the realizations. And, you know, at the end, there was like six positives coming out of this. And this is a great exercise to do. So rather than asking yourself after your competitions, which we tend to do subconsciously all the time, what are all the things that are bad about this experience? Ask yourself, but are all the things that are good about this experience. Make a list, just as I did. I just summed it all up for you. Do the same. Turn it around. Rather than asking yourself, what are all the things that was bad about this experience? Ask yourself, what are all the things that are good about this experience? What are the realizations? What are the positives? What are the lessons learned? What are all the ways that I can grow as a writer based on this? And if you want to do some more exercises like this with myself and Lorna, make sure you sign up to our upcoming event, 
We call it Equestrian Mental Game Intensive. Why? Because we want this to be intense. This is going to be the fork in the road. This is going to be the moment where you have realizations that are going to take you off in a different direction. For only 1990, you get to spend those two to three hours with myself and Lorna actually doing something about the mental challenges you face in your writing, not just sitting there, listen, taking information, theory. You're going to actually be doing something with this. We're only going to allow 10 people because we want to have the chance to talk to everyone, engage with everyone. We want to actually do the work together with you. And if you want to be part of this, go to mindic.eu slash intensive. You'll find the link to that in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode and you want to support us, best thing you can do to help us spread the word is tell your friends about it, share it on social media. When you do, tag us in it. Give this podcast a rating and a review because when you do so, this podcast is going to get shown to more people. It's going to get suggested to more people. So that means that we can impact more writers' life. So please go ahead and give us a rating and review. And as always, I'm going to challenge you to start making strides in your mindset so you can truly make strides in your writing. May your next move be the game changer. <laughs>